everyone. Welcome back to what I believe is episode 140 of the Fitness Devil podcast. We've been going through so many. This is a special one. We managed to get Martin Rooney on here today, and Martin is someone who I've looked up to for a really long time. This episode is full of energy. Martin is one of the most energetic, inspirational people in the industry. So I hope you'll take a lot away from this. It's a lot about your how you choose your attitude and your actions through our less than ideal circumstance right now. There's a lot of great wisdom in this one. Hope you enjoy it. Stay tuned. Shut up and sit down. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fittest Devil Podcast. Uh, every once in a while, I get my hands on someone I consider an aspirational guest, someone who I've been following in the industry for a really long time, but you know, with, there's a lot of podcasts out there and I've heard him talk lots, but you're never quite sure if he's gonna have the time to talk to us. So I, we have the privilege today to have Martin Rooney for you. I got to meet and hang out with Martin in uh, 2017 at Luca Kosovar's conference sat down, had dinner, and got to chat. But I've been following Martin for, well, shit, my entire fitness career. Uh, Martin, I didn't get a chance to tell you this, uh, but I remember the first article I read that you had was this overhead pressing article. It's actually how I learned to <laughs> press properly, where in the video, you were talking about doing a band exercise in the gym, and you were hauled off to jail. <laughs> I hope you remember that one. Oh, absolutely. That's, that is one of the most viewed videos I ever did where back then we were pushing buttons and uh and uh, uh man it was such a treat to make it but it did stir up some controversy because that was at a time when there was this uh movement if you will that was going on in our industry where it was almost what I called it was how the pendulum swung right like hey for instance our what we're what we have right now is an ultimate pendulum moment you know where oh my gosh, we've been pushed into our homes and everything has changed and what do we think and where are we? Where the fitness industry has gone through some of those. And there was this point that I really recognized that it was all about corrective exercise and everything was dangerous and you couldn't do anything anymore. And anything you did, you were going to get ripped to pieces because some scientist was going to tell you why you couldn't do it. And uh, so that was my version of somehow how to push back a little bit. And interesting enough, uh, the pendulum did swing back and no one seems to have a problem with a lot of different, whether you want to say core exercises, overhead pressing exercises, where, uh, let me preface it with this though. Hey guys, every exercise is safe and every exercise is dangerous. It's who's doing it, who the coach is, how it's done, when it's done, why it's done. And, uh, and you just have to know the difference. And that's what coaching is about, which we'll hopefully talk about. But hey, I just jumped into that and I want to let everybody perfect. know. Yeah, I want to let everybody know listening, everybody listening right now, hey, we are in an unprecedented time. I hope everyone is safe. And as uh, Andrew was saying, guys, I'm not so busy that you can't get me on the phone or I'm like up in some ivory tower, right? Like, so my boots are on the ground and, I, and hey, I'm here to help today. And I hope we're going to not only educate some people about training, but fire them up about how we're going to overcome this current uh, challenge too. This well, maybe that's where we, I was going to say, maybe that's where we start because you, we've been bringing on people to either like we've had like Luca and, and Pete Dupuy on and like Mark Fisher and Chad Landers. Anyways, we're bringing people on that are kind of staples in this industry and like, what the hell are you doing? And like, how has this affected you? Just because I think that position on where people kind of look up to you guys, where, what are you doing? And is it much different from what they're doing? And can they learn from it? So I guess that leads to the question of like, what are you doing? through all of this. Yeah, well, right now, hey guys, I run a company called Training for Warriors and we have a couple hundred locations around the world. So I think what makes me very unique at this time is it's just not like I have one gym or I'm just in America or North America or North and South America, but we are global. And I've had to, uh, not only does that mean I never shut off because someone is awake somewhere everywhere, but the rules, the governmental rules, who is open, who isn't open, what the conditions are and the requirements have been so uh, different in many countries. For instance, right now, uh, and we'll talk about this today, other countries are opening back up. So my facilities in Finland, Denmark, Iceland, they're reopening. They're reopening with new rules. So maybe we'll talk about how I believe the fitness industry is going to change moving forward. Uh, but at the same time, what I am doing in my real job, right? Like, so a lot of people like to say, man, he's a writer, he's a speaker, I've seen him talk. My real job is supporting the hundreds of facilities that are supporting tens of thousands of students 
uh, around the world. So that is what I am doing and have been doing for the last six weeks nonstop. And that's why after this today, I will be doing my weekly big Zooms for all my internal network. Then I'm doing Zooms for all the students at all of the facilities as well. And ultimately trying to bring them a message of uh, how this is going to be over. And, um, and so ultimately, yeah, that's, that's the not fun stuff, but uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown, right? And my leadership skills and what I have done to test myself at this time have been I'm only going to look back and be grateful for what it forced me to become. And I hope everybody listening today, we spend some time thinking about that, whether you want to call it the silver lining or what did you learn to better appreciate, whether it be your business, your family, the, the members that you had that you took for granted, or just the ability to go outside and go to a gym. Uh, this has been an incredible reminder for me, not only of all the great stuff that I should be happy about, but also, uh, how happy I am my years of preparation and challenging my own self, you know, internally have prepared me for this. So, so maybe that's a glimpse and a, a real, a real acute or microscopic glimpse. How, what am I doing guys? I'm staying on a very detailed routine. I still get my eight hours of sleep. I wake up immediately. I do my reading and kind of, I don't know if you, you know, now people say mindfulness or meditation or whatever. I, I don't really give it a name, but I spend a lot of time each day trying to grow and then, man, then I go to work and I'm going to go to work hard, but then I'm going to spend a lot of time. I have four daughters. We're all here in the house with, and my wife. So I will also spend time with them. I will train guys, my nutrition, attention to food, because I'm not traveling as much and my uh, discipline in terms of my workouts, even though, yes, do I have the equipment I used to have? No, but man, I am pressing and leaning in, trying to be sharper than ever. So, and so Think of it as macroscopically, man, supporting my giant network and the, and the people following me trying to inspire and lead. But microscopically, I'm trying to lead myself and, uh, and drive myself harder than ever through this time to see who I will emerge and what I will become. So Let, Let's microscopically thank your wife. She let you paint a room in your house yellow. I know it's <laughs> Look at that. And I got, I got all my symbols up there. Well, this is, I, I'm sitting right now in my office. I also call it kind of my dojo. And, uh, God, yeah, but yeah, but you just said thank my wife, Dean. I, you know, my house isn't huge, but here's the thing: this is the only room in the house that you would say a man lives in this home. Period. Like, I don't, I don't have. You're not thanking like, your wife. That's what you're going. Yeah, there is not like one other area of something that's dedicated to me. And if I like leave a sock out somewhere, I get like torn to shreds. Where. Like, so this house, this is a house of estrogen and I just live in it, man. You literally just said on the podcast, you're, I'm not thanking my wife. This is my room. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, but meaning you just said thanks. And it's like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm confined into this shoebox where I can finally feel like, you know, I, I had a piece of this thing now, now, but Hey, everybody here, we're doing great. And, uh, and I'm, I couldn't be happy. And remember guys, my, my wife is second in command at training for warriors and she's been busier than ever too. So, so in the seriousness Working with a spouse can be very challenging. I don't know if people are listening and they have that because a lot of gym owners and different stuff, it's a family, you know, game, right? And uh, so, yeah, so we've, man, this has tested us in many ways and, and my children too, that, you know, we've been all thrust into our home. School is kind of over. My one daughter is a high, high level athlete and man, sports was taken away this year and she's getting ready for colleges. So we're trying to figure out how to navigate that. So for everybody listening too, I don't want to minimize or uh, let anyone think for a second, I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, it's not that bad or, you, you know, this is easy or whatever else. But see, I'm also not going to water negative thoughts in my mind, right? Like what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on the positives, let those take deep root and take action steps of what I can control. And, uh, and hopefully everybody understands that too, that yeah, I am not minimizing our circumstances or where we are or what has happened financially, economically within our families. But at the same time, I'm hoping today we have some action items and solutions of how we can help you through this versus sit back and just point fingers of like how bad it is. Well, this is actually why I wanted to get you on here and why I enjoy your media so much is, is your high energy, your inspirational, your motivational. And sometimes those, those terms get, you know, maybe cliched a little bit, but I mean, this stuff actually matters and there's a lot of substance here too. Uh, and there's something that you said as well. I, I think a lot of people I've talked to in my interactions have said that first week as this started to cascade 
into worse and worse and worse was was a terrible ball of anxiety and, and uncertainty for people. But after about that, people like myself started coming out the other side of it. And I think at this juncture, you have a choice. You have the choice to continue to be uh, scared and uncertain and plug into the 24-hour news media cycle, or you can decide, okay, well, there's nothing I can do to change what's happening in the world. I can't accelerate the pace at which the politicians make decisions or this, this virus is dealt with. So instead, I can control my own actions and my own attitude, like you just said. And I've been personally devoting myself to studying a, an old, restudying an old certification. I've been reading a handful of books. Uh, I'm going to begin starting to film some new video library stuff. I have been doing a lot of work in coaching. Yes, I've lost about half of my income, but I'm not dwelling on that. I'm so fortunate that between all my clients and what we've been able to work, work with, I've been able to retain half of my income. And all the work that I did long before this put me in a position where I, I can live, I can survive off that. So now, why take the pedal, the foot off the pedal for the next few months or however long this lasts, come out the other side of it and then start to work at it again? I would like to put myself in a position where I am better than ever as this stuff starts easing up. And I hope people start realizing that it is okay to work at your business, your career, your ambitions now. And yes, not to be insensitive to the people who really are in a rough place financially, uh, who, you know, who dealing with sick family members, you know, that stuff is there. We know it. There's no insensitivity towards that, but it doesn't mean you have to use that excuse to put yourself on pause, your career, your fitness, your nutrition on pause, because it's really just an excuse to be lazy. And I'll put it in that blunt term. And some people choose that route. I personally am not choosing that route. And I don't think anyone who listens to this would choose it either. Yeah. Well, Hey, I agree. Not only a hundred percent, and uh, I, I wrote down some ideas here because I, and again, we want these ideas to be gifts for everybody. Like I always say, thoughts are things and we got to really control them because that leads to everything else. And hey, this circumstance, I call it two things, a great revealer and a cocoon. And what do I mean by that? So a lot of people have been pressed into their homes, right? And we think that we are isolated or hidden away, but really actually this has revealed us and every aspect about us more than ever. And what do I mean by that? This has revealed uh, whether you were disciplined or not, right? Like a lot of people used to say, I can't work out because I don't have time. I can't eat right. I don't have time. I can't read those books. I don't have time. Well, now we've got the time. And if you don't do it now, then that has revealed something about your discipline. Some people might say, I wish I had more time to spend with my family. I wish I could reconnect with these old relationships. But then we get put in there and hey, this has also shown us what type of relationships we've built. And a biggie and why training for warriors guys the great news that i have is all of our facilities are still hey of course everyone has lost people but they're thriving they're not closing where it you know these big companies that had no relationships or communities that i was always presenting on and talking about they're more challenged so this is a revealer of your business model this is a revealer of how you took care of your customers and where you were on the hierarchy of what they value the most when money becomes less expendable and so, ult and so ultimately, it has revealed you, it has revealed your business, your career. And like you said, people can be taking a deep look right now. Where are you doing what you wanted to be doing? If all, there's this classic game called, uh, I think, man, uh, where you play it and you say, if I, starting now today, if I know everything I know, would I restart all the things I've done, the relationships, the, the businesses, the, the, my, you know, my own habits? And now we get this incredible reset, you know, like you get an opportunity to really look at these things. So what I would say, I was, I would agree. And if anybody is perturbed by the things that you and I just said, they need to hear it the most, right? Like if they don't want to hear it, oh, don't tell me that. You don't know where I'm at. This is wrong. Hey, then you're continuing to just say that, but you're not taking any steps to improve, right? So I said, it's a revealer and I'm looking at this as a cocoon. And you guys know me, I'm on the road a lot. I am presenting a lot. Like I am not an animal that you cage. Like I have been caged up and I had to deal with that. And I went through the same things. I think there's going to be a psychological study eventually of that first couple weeks span of anxiety that you mentioned. Hey, we all felt it. I'm a human being too. Then I think everybody eased in and there was this period of calm and we all sent funny memes to each other and everybody was joking and it was great. And then now we've hit again of, oh my gosh, where is this really going to go? I think people are starting to get hit financially and see the differences and the fear and anxiety is, is bubbling up again. 
And uh, that cocoon idea though is we've been pushed into this and when a caterpillar goes into the cocoon, there has to be struggle, right? Like it cannot survive if there is not incredible struggle and that struggle leads to transformation. It becomes something better or different, not you know different than it was before. And what I will say is when we emerge from this, we will be different than we ever were before. We will shake hands differently. We will group differently for a long time, but you get to choose. So I'm talking to the listener again. You get to choose who you will emerge. And this is very important. And you will emerge. Everybody has to remember that the most important thing we can talk about right now is that this is going to be over. It's already starting to change and shift in other countries. It's coming to ours and uh, it is going to be over. So who will you be when we emerge? Will you have tried to stay the same? Well, unfortunately that won't work. You'll probably be worse, a little older and not a little wiser. Or will there have been skills? Like you said, what will you be reading? What will you be studying? What will you want to do when you emerge? And what will you take now, never for granted again, as you come out of this? So I think in a weird way, we've been given this gift and, it, and I get it, it's hard, right? Uh, when I was a physical therapist, I would try to get my patients to understand this, that sometimes the, the injury, I know you can't get it now, but it's gonna teach you something and you're gonna be so happy for it later, right? Like uh, guys, I just watched this really cool documentary with my daughters called Unstoppable about Bethany Hamilton, the girl that had her arm bit off by the shark and then went on to be a world champion in surfing in spite of that and how now she like swims with sharks. It's, it took me to a whole nother level because I don't know if I could, you know, pull that one off, you know? I was afraid you were going to say Tiger King, Martin, and, you know, you're more of <laughs> the light. I, I was like, you did not watch that with your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah we're, not, yeah, we're not watching that one in the house. But, uh, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is, is I know it's really hard for everybody right now, but we're going to be better because of the challenges that we experience. And it's our choice of where we're going with that. So with that I guess, like, I think this is cool because, like, you deal with people, like, in your business and people that are, like, directly kind of affected by this in your business. What are kind of some key points, I guess, you've been telling them? Because I know you have, like, a message for the audience, but, like, yeah. specifically in your business, like, how are you getting your people through it? And, like, what does that look like for them getting better or evolving in the cocoon yeah, style well, hey, First off, leadership, guys, is about constant communication and planning. So every day... I've got to be communicating with as many people within my network. And then I'm also forcing myself to communicate with all the end users that are using my network. So communication, that's the first part. Cause a lot of people, they got, you know, them. like, I guarantee you guys have some friends that like, where are they? What they, they kind of disappeared. I'm not seeing anything. Where are they at? And right now this is an eternity. You know, a couple of days goes by under these current circumstances. That's like not hearing from somebody in a year. And by the way, how somebody, portrays themselves on Instagram or Facebook in this edited, filtered world may not really be going what's going on inside the real battlefield, which is the five inches between. Yep. So you got to reach out. You got, And it's not easy. You don't want to have to do that, but you have to probe because ultimately the best gift you can give someone right now is to get them to embrace the current challenges, embrace the things that they are afraid of and minimize them while giving them a plan which increases their ability to cope. And uh, hey, I am not a psychologist, but I have reached out to every one of the ones I know. And guys, that's one of the big secrets. So another gift that I will give right now, right now, everybody needs to write down, like, what are you, what are you really afraid of? Like, what has really happened? You heard Andrew say, look, my, okay, my income came down, but now I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm growing here. And then his fear level, his threat level is lower. And his ability to cope is higher because he's controlling it. And then he controls his fear and anxiety. Whereas if you say, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Look, government's doing that. I can't do anything. And I'm, I'm paralyzed. And what's going to happen? I'm going to lo lose everything. And, and, and all of a sudden, if you really embrace it, you'll start to see it's not probably as horrible as you imagine, right? Like anybody listening to this has their health right now. Anybody listening to this has a computer and is in their home and, and is... We, we are with our families. We are going to get through this all together. This world is globally going to come together. And you start to say, okay, so this is the circumstance. I can handle it. Here's the actions that I will take. And see, I believe as a leader, that has been my job is to minimize that fear, maximize their action, 
Because uh, there's an old famous line, I think it's uh, something to the effect of action, uh, you know, action kind of reduces fear and anxiety. But, uh, but that's just kind of always, <laughs> you know, it's like a joke, like, you know, that when you're taking action, it, it really, that's the big thing. And, and a lot of people, guys, yeah, Tiger King, or sedating yourself with shows or alcohol or bad snacks like that, that is, uh, that's just covering it up and you're running from it and not facing it. And then unfortunately it's still sitting there in your mind digging in. Right. And, uh, so I, again, so that would be another one is what, what am I doing or what is the stuff I'm confronting the brutal facts. That's what a leader has to do, but then we are showing it for what it truly is and minimizing it through the actions that we can, that we can control and that we can take. And, uh, and guys, it's, it's taught me a lot. I've had to go back to some of the, the greatest, uh, you know, like on my shelves, you know, guys, right now I'm not reading about training. I'll tell you that. Like right now I am reading about, you know, the mind. I am reading about leadership. I am reading about, uh, you know, you know, overcoming greatest challenges and, and, and trying to take myself to another level with that. And, and I, and I don't know, I, I think it's great advice and it's really helping the people in our network. Well, we were talking about this and you plan to mention, you know, you just released a book just as this was emerging so you know in, in even before land that way by the way <laughs> yourself but but i do because I, I actually need to get my hands on a copy of it and read it uh so i don't know if you want to tell people a little bit about the what the book has and maybe even what you've also been reading anyway like what, yeah. what are leadership things absolutely well hey guys one of my biggest habits is i am a voracious non-stop reader i have been for over 25 years now i didn't always have that skill for a, for a long period of time i only read what i was assigned to read in my degrees but then when i found passion for a subject it's like i created my own university if you will and uh my my proud or my trophy case you know now i don't have awards up and medals and degrees but my trophy case is my library, right? It's got over 2000 books on it. You cannot get on that shelf until the book has been read. I have it very categorized. Guys, I'm very, uh, my, <laughs> my, wife, my wife likes to say OCD, which I don't know if that, you know, I don't know, but I'm proud of how yeah. I have put together my library because I believe it's a reflection of me. Like it's, uh, they're like old friends, but also I'm a composite of every one of those books that I have read. And after I had re read so many books, I started to, there was a longing, right? There was this longing like, wow, wow, I wish I could read this book. And I would look, but I couldn't find the book. And you know what I would do? Then I would go write the book. You know, and you've got, Andrew has some of them he was showing me before. Like, there was no book. I was studying the martial arts. I was, I was the, one of the original guys that ever trained anybody for mixed martial arts for combat. And there was no book. So I wrote the book. And then I wrote another book. And, then, and, and my journey into the things that I was trying to discover, I would write that next book. And I've been presenting about coaching around the world for the last decade. Uh, and I kept saying, here's the book I want. I want to read this book. I want to read this book. And there wasn't that book. And here's what I did. I sat down and I said, I'm going to write this book. But this book can't be a, I can't write a textbook about coaching. It's not palatable. People, I know people don't read as much as I do. I want to write something that they will read it and they will finish it and they will have a sense of accomplishment, but they will go back to it like an old friend. Like that was the inspiration. And I want to use the material that's been the best stuff that has hit people in my courses so that I've had a 10 year uh, proof of uh, concept that I knew they would love it. And what was interesting was the stuff that the people loved the most was the stories, right? Like, I, I, you know, if anybody ever gets to listen to me, I'm a storyteller. That's where I'm good. And uh, so then I said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to write a story with stories within the story, and it's going to get this point across. And it was hard. It was a total departure, not just grammatically and punctuation, but to write in all these different characters and in their voice and what they would say. It was a... It was an incredible journey. And the minute I finished it, this is pretty cool. The minute I finished it, I was so in the zone when I was writing it. The minute it was done, I knew I had something. And I didn't have an agent. I don't have a relationship with a publishing house, or currently I didn't. And uh, so I said, I'm going big. And I sent it into the biggest publishing house in New York that publishes this style of book. 
and I awaited my rejections, right? Like, you know, hey, chicken soup for the soul. I think they've sold something like 500 million copies and they had like a thousand rejections before they got it done. Dr. Seuss, a hundred million copies. He got like a hundred rejections for his first book. J.K. Rowling, uh, the first billionaires uh, of, uh, that is an author and uh, she was a single mother on welfare and she was getting all these rejections and one of them said, don't quit your day job. And she didn't even have a day job. So I was expecting that, right? Well, a day later, the top senior editor from Wiley Publishing writes me and says, this is one of the best ones we've read in the genre in so long. We have to have it. We not only have to have it, we are fast tracking it. We're not going to let it go a year, year and a half before it comes out. We want it out in a couple of months in March. So this thing can hit right when spring sports hits. And uh, the book released. One day before, we all got pushed into isolation, which I was really bummed at first. And then now with the thousands of people, guys, it was just, uh, it's the number four bestseller from Porchlight Books for the month of March, which, and you got to see the other names on that list. It's insane. And, uh, and the, the emails that I am receiving around the world, I could have never predicted how bad people needed the messages, the lessons, and the stories inside of it. Because, see, a lot of people might think, oh, I'm a fitness guy or I'm a sports guy, so I'm a coach. No, everybody is a coach now. You are a coach to your kids. You are a coach to your spouse. You are a coach to your friends and your community right now. It, you know, and, and, and here was another, uh, man, it's almost serendipity. When I, the, you know, and I'm showing you guys right now, but on the bottom of it, it says, it's an empowering story on how to be a great leader. And you know, the title is Coach to Coach, but I, I, man, that word leader, I, I didn't want to use it. I felt like, ah, does that match a coach, leader, coach, teacher, coach, mentor? What word am I going to use there? And I went with leader. And guys, there has never been a time in our history where we are watching our leaders more closely. There has never been a time in our history where we have to not only lead others, but ourselves. And, uh, like I said, everything got pushed through so fast. It was like split second decisions. I didn't get to mull over this for a year. It was like, here's the cover. Here's what we're doing. Here's who's behind it. Get me a forward. Let's go. It's coming out. And uh, man, everything I think happened for a reason. And, and part of that was to help everybody get through this stuff now. And I could have never seen it. So that's the story behind Coach to Coach. But the stories inside of it, Guys, it rocks people. People are calling, they're leaving messages crying, but not crying tears of, of sadness, but of joy and emotion of how this thing is hitting people. And uh, I don't know, I couldn't be happier. I just, it is just a tough time because people can't go to bookstores to get it. And, you know, and hey, I understand people don't maybe have the expendable income or maybe they're not trying to pick up the habit of reading now. But I'm promising anybody when they attack this, this could be the book that gets them started. Just like there was a book I read very soon. Actually, here's pretty neat. I haven't said this before. There was a book that I consider the first book in my library of those 2000. That was the one that I read. And because I ripped through it, that led me to another book. And I've been reading books ever since. And I'm hoping that this book is that book for someone else. So. The reason why I like that story and kind of, the whole idea behind it is like it kind of started off with like you want to write a book that like because you you didn't have this book so you want to write it but I think that's a, the greater message and I think a lot of things that are helpful for trainers and the people listening is that stop bitching about the problems and like start creating solutions and that's kind of why we started doing these types of podcasts in the recent months like we kind of doubled down on it because our way of offering solutions was bringing on people like you to say these are the things I'm doing as opposed to like you said the people that are disappearing because, and the people that are disappearing, a lot of them are the loudest in terms of making ex like excuses and complaints about this whole situation. And I don't think that that's where this thing needs to go if you want to come out on top. Yeah, well, no, this is, this is a very polarizing time, right? I could agree, Dean, like everybody is polarized and hey, you gotta, you gotta, it, we're, our parents and our grandparents were called to fight in wars in other countries and it was a different type of battle. Right now the battle is going on in between our minds and everybody is trying to, with social media today, we're all trying to influence each other in certain ways. And uh, I just challenge everybody, be very careful how you're trying to influence. You sharing really bad news and ugly stuff or horrible stuff, or are you sharing right now news of positivity, you know, and, and 
uh, and of recovery and of growth. And you got to decide what side of the fight you're on. I agree with that point too. Uh, I was going to say, like you're talking about you know, be, being a leader. I, I think that a lot of people are getting very caught up in complaining about external things. And I, I, we don't get into politics, but certainly complaining about some of the leaders involved and all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, I understand that some of what they're doing certainly is affecting us, but you can counter that by taking control of your own situation. No matter if, if you just get sucked into, I, I always complain about that news media cycle. If you get sucked into that complaint system, it just becomes an excuse for not doing anything. And you're, it's this victim mentality, this externalizing of blame and therefore externalizing of any control over your own outcome. And everything you're saying is, is about taking that control back and, and again, I, another one of my biggest pet peeves is the constant stream of negativity. And sometimes that's well-intentioned people sharing the opinions of medical experts that is a bit naysaying. And I'm not saying that, well, we got to pay attention to the ridiculous crap that doesn't have any science behind it that sounds positive. But I think that, you know, if people see hope in some development or some idea, and then somebody else is coming in and is it's just they've made it their job to shoot this stuff down, just to, to stomp all over it. And, and But what they're doing is they're actually destroying hope. And and that can be a really negative thing to subject yourself to. So I think number one is is actually even if you like those people and, you know, they're, where they're coming from may be evidence-based, I actually think unfollow that stuff. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't help you. And and don't be the person that continues to perpetuate and share this these negative images uh, these this negative information, this medical stuff even, turn around, how can you be a positive role model example to the people in your world, and like like you're doing, and, and how can you take actions that are going to improve your outcome? Yeah, well, hey, a couple of things, and I always take notes when I'm listening to stuff. And the first one that I would say, an easy way, it's almost like I try to, uh, hey, for everybody listening, what I always tried to do in fitness, nutrition, coaching, is take complex ideas and make them simple where unfortunately sometimes a lot of people, they think mastery is like making something simple, really complex, right? Like, so, so guys, Hey, make sure right now you're not taking in more calories than you're putting in, make sure they're coming from good sources and stick that in the hole under your nose. Like that'd be a good place to start, right? Like instead of, Hey, what do I think of keto or gluten-free or, uh, you know, some type of new vodka product, which is where I think we get caught up. We major in the minor stuff, right? That would be a, one that I was hearing when you were saying that. So people have to be very cognizant of their filter, right? Like I'm very cognizant. I, I, I consider it's like I have a filter around me and only certain things are going to get through that filter, right? Like that are going to drip through, you know, if somebody thinks about their coffee filter. And one thing that I loved what you said, which hit me uh, in all the leadership books I've been going through, there was one, man, you guys are going to love this quote. It's from Napoleon, right? Hey, who was considered a pretty good leader, right? I think sometimes we, you, you hear Napoleon and you hear like, you think, oh, he failed or we only know his water, right? But, uh, you know, a guy almost took over the whole world. But uh, hey, uh, Napoleon said, a leader is a dealer in hope. And I love that because you kept saying that word, Andrew, hope, hope. Now watch this. A fitness professional is a dealer in hope. Right. When someone comes to you, it's I hope they have the answers for me. I hope they're going to be the one that inspires me. I hope they're going to be the one that helps me lose that fat. Or I hope they're going to be the one that gets me to develop these habits that I know I should have, but I can't do it. We are dealers in hope. And uh, I and and I'm going to give you this big kind of little Zen idea that I got from a long time ago. Uh, that's other history for anybody listening. Guys, I, I have a big martial arts background. Uh, I'm a uh, black belt in judo. Uh, I have trained, have trained uh, not only physically prepared UFC champs and top martial arts world champions in so many different disciplines, but also competed in them. And uh, that was a long journey in this concept, I guess, of Zen and self-control, all the things that maybe people are hearing today, whether you want to say it's the soft side or the spiritual side, right? But uh, this is something I always learned in times of turmoil. Um, imagine right now we were all in the desert right? Because I seek out challenges. I always did. But now imagine we're doing like a desert run, right? And can you imagine? Can you imagine 140 degrees? Our shoes are melting. We have no food, no water. We're absolutely suffering. It would be so easy to be depressed. It would be so easy to point out all the things that are horrible. It would be so hard 
to see the positive in this scenario where few things can survive, right? But now imagine on the horizon, we see an oasis, right? Like you can see it. You know, you still got to go through the desert. You still got to get through the storm, but you can see it. And the minute that you can see it, what does it do? What does it create? It creates hope. It creates joy. Like you have this joy, right? Like I can see it. Like, and I have this hope. And now it creates energy. Like all of a sudden you got more energy than you had before because you can see that destination in sight and you get to decide over those next steps in that journey until you get there how you will act and who you will be. And I want to remind everybody, that's what I'm trying to be, man, is a dealer in hope. The oasis is there. You got to look for it. I see it. Like I've seen it every day. We're not staying in our homes forever. That's not happening. The economies of the world are not going to go away. That's not happening. I can see it. And because I can see it, I'm trying to see now every step I'm going to take so that when I hit that water of that oasis and I take my first drink, I'm the person that I really wanted to be when I did that. And when I look back of all those footprints in the sand, I'm going to be happy for that battle and who it forced me to become. So that is, it's kind of this like, these are the things I wake up each day and it's when I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can see it. I can see it. Hey, some of my countries are opening up right now and like they're going back. It's 15 people. They're staying apart. Maybe we're wearing masks, but we're, we're going. I can see the oasis. Let us not give up now. Let us not fold or show our worst signs or how low humanity can dip. Let's elevate ourselves and show why we rule this rock because we were able to take on challenges when no one else could do it together. So let's touch on the, the oasis part and they will narrate this how we want, but like you, you said you want, you could be the person you want to be when you get to that oasis to drink the water. What, when we actually get there, we get out of this thing, um, this quarantine thing and, and business starts to boom and the economies, what, what are you going to keep around that you've kind of gained in this time? Like that you think will be still as effective or something you would add in that wasn't previously there. Yeah, well, here, here's what I would say, and I, and I hope everybody appreciates this one. It's almost non-fitness, right, Dean? Because here's what's interesting. Like I told you guys, I'm leaning in. I, that's another one I use because I'm a track coach too, so I'm also a high school track coach. And I always talk about leaning in, man. Like I talk about like you got to lean at the finish. The person that leans the most at the start and the finish is often the, the athlete that wins. And so I've been leaning into my diet. I've been leaning into my reading. I've been leaning into my discipline. So those – I, that isn't going to, that's like, I'm just on this journey forever, right? Like it's not a destination. That part isn't going to change, but here's one that I, I have to make a conscious effort and probably has been the greatest silver lining. Um, one thing, and, and I, and again, it's part my fault, but part just how our world was set up, right? I have four daughters. They go to four different schools. They play four different sports. I'm a high school coach. We're running around like maniacs, like trying to keep our schedule set is absurd. It's like Grand Central Station. Who's going where, when it's happening, what's going on. And you know what's interesting is we have had more family dinners together and actually prepared the food and the kids are now preparing the food and we sit down and we're, we're tasting the food and we're enjoying the food. And then we go no tech at the dinners and we're sharing these great experiences. So we'll have like a, it started off when we'd be going around, like, what's our favorite movies? What's our favorite books? Tell us about a place we went. Tell stories. And then I took it further. And we started doing these, whether you want to call them gratitude exercises or not, or appreciative or recognition. And we call it the Rooney hot seat. And say it's my seven-year-old. She'll sit in the hot seat. And we all have to say something we think is great about her. And then we go to the next one. And, you know, and all five of us say something great about that person. And we go around the table until everybody gets something. Of that. And then the next night might be, what are we proud of? Or, the, and, or how, to, how is their relationships? And guys, I'm learning how my kids get along and just so much stuff about them that I didn't know that, guys, I travel a lot. You guys know, I'm, you know, I was on the road 150 days a year. Then I was, I've been trying to bring that down and focus on them more. But I think the big thing I'm going to take away is I'm going to have to figure out how to continue to create quality time and not let the world or the society structure suck me in and, and remove some of the things that are really important. And I hope guys, this has been a five or six week experiment in 
like again like are you are you back engaged with your family or are you like hiding on your tech and you is everybody in their room in a corner of the house like you can't let that happen right now because i'm gonna miss those dinners when this is over because i won't be able to have them as much that's for sure i'm, I'm sure I'm, we're gonna try i guess figure it out but uh but i'm gonna miss some of that stuff and i'm and i want to be uh, better at it when it's over so hopefully that's a cool answer there you're doing it over video when you're in iceland you know on a trip yeah <laughs> well but i think it's helpful like i, th I think that everyone's going to have their thing but it's it's kind of like when you go to like a, a different environment and you, you kind of experience or you experience different people and their stories and then you kind of take from what is helpful and then try to figure out how that fits into whatever evolution you want to go to and i think that this could be that opportunity for some people like because i'm sure like you said you'll figure it out but you also realize that your business might change slightly to do this thing because at the end of the day, you still got to live your life and you oh, still yeah. got to have the things you want, which might not equal more money. It might just be a little less and then more family time, which is invaluable. Yeah, and, and you have to decide what is more important. So I guess that's interesting because I said about racing, right? Leaning in. I think we were all in this rat race and I think uh, people are more distracted than ever, right? Like with social media and our egos taking over and thinking like, like why is everybody sharing so much stuff? Because everybody thinks that everybody wants to hear from them or we, or we want to be heard. And let us not forget that the people that want to hear from you most are the ones that are right there in your own home. And that's who we're usually spending the least time with. So this has been a great revealer for me in that area where I definitely need to be better and uh and yeah like you said well what is important right like remember look at andrew you gave a big secret there it's like hey my my income has gone down but i'm growing and i'm happy so it wasn't the income that made you happy it wasn't like money that fuels you you are learning this lesson that other things fuel you personal growth experience not material right and uh i think these are these things if we all go deeper we're going to understand that. I think it's always like, oh, I, 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 you know, like I've, since I've written this book, so many people have wrote, written me and say, I want to write a book. And I'm like, well, why? And then it'll be like, you know, cause I want people to see that I wrote a book. Well, that's not a good reason, man. Like, you know, that, I, like, it's not coming from the right place. So again, it's like, what was our motives? Oh, I want to write a book. Cause that's the rat race. And I guess I got like to really be legit. I got to have a book. Well, like, is that either what you want to and be careful of what you wish for? right? I tell people that a lot. Everybody always says, man, I want to be you. I want to be you. Hey guys, I don't know if anybody wants to be me right now, right? Like, uh, and I cannot imagine wanting to be a CEO of a major company. Like guys, I got a lot of friends in high up places that are doing nonstop layoffs and they got to have those conversations all the time right now. Ah, be careful what you wish for. Maybe you should be really happy that you're in your house with your family. Uh, you know, we got Netflix and all the food we need and like, and we're all of a sudden complaining like life isn't good, right? So, I think today that is a big part of the theme is uncover yourself. Who are you? And that's the deep work, right? It's the hard work, but uh, that'll be the stuff that pays off the most. So you really know who you are when you come out of this. So it's, uh, yeah, I, you know, and, and hey, I never knew where we were going to go today when we talked about this stuff, but it's, but it's hitting some pretty deep, you know, well, it's because we ideas. I feel like we always peddle in this stuff as coaches with our clients. We'll just say, use that as a, a general statement. But I, I would say coaches and people in this industry are probably the worst at doing it themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and this kind of reveal, like you, you talked about a revealer, but I think that it'll reveal a lot of things that maybe we can add and you can call it purpose, you can call it whatever. But I think that those things actually equal I want to say happier money in the end of it. And it might equal more money. And I, not that you have to like think of in terms of money, but I think it's cool to be altruistic and still like have that reciprocal nation of having both of those things. And I think it's possible. It's just, but it's really hard if you're not doing things for the purpose, like deeper than just, I want to write a book so people like me because both of those things, equal. Oh, yeah. they might not equal prosperity in the long term. Well, and in the end of things too, if we really get deep and that's the weirdest part is, you know, guys, it all goes away, right? Like we're only here, you know, for a short period of time, might as well enjoy it. And, and someday, you know, the, the millions of books that have been written before, they all go away too. So, so again, it's what is really important and important to you versus what you think is important to everybody else. And, and that dude, it, that's a harder battle to fight than ever. But one thing that you said, Dean, I took another note right there. <clears throat> um, I said a, a leader is a dealer in hope. And in, in my book, in the book, Coach to Coach, uh, we talk about that, but also 
the greatest way to lead or the greatest way to be a coach is by example. Yeah. So, hey, guys, if you want to be a fitness person right now when this is over or you want to be a whatever it is that you did, you better be leading by example and be the best one of anybody else. So I'm trying to lead my company by, guys, I am going to be stronger than anybody else so that I can bring them up. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to train smarter. I'm going to, like everything is going to be razor sharp and I'm going to lead by example so they have that so that they really do have somebody that they can believe in and follow and that creates that hope. Well, that's so, why we bring, we, we bring people like you on. Cause like you said, we can still laugh about how successful you are and blah, 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 but you're still in a yellow room that your wife says, get in there. Cut me and I bleed red too, man. Like we're all the, we're all in the same stuff and I hope everybody hears that. And, but here's something I hope everybody hears too is why I'm, I would consider myself a really happy guy. You know, when, when you really dig deep into that weird word, right? Like happiness, there's been so many books written about that. And really I'm happy because I get to be me every day. Like I, the real me, like, so right now this is the real me. And that's how I know people will feel it. Like I'm being authentic. I'm not saying things that, Ooh, that would be the right thing to say. And it's not really, I don't do those things, but that'd be a really cool thing. Like I don't have any, uh, oh, here would be a good word. Like, I don't have any misalignment with who I know I am and what I stand for and, and then my actions and what I do. So th that's integrity, right? Or authenticity. And this is a time to figure that stuff out too. Now, and I get it, guys. We are given a masterclass right now of some deep stuff. Like, and I didn't figure this stuff out in a day. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I know all this, guys, by making a lot of mistakes and then also I'm just getting old. You know, I know from hearing from my voice, people probably can't imagine. They say, wow, that 28 year old's really on fire. No, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be 49, which is really hard for me to say. And uh, you know, I'm approaching 30 years. You know, I've been in fitness for more than 30 years. I had my first like PT job when I was like 17. But uh, like guys in 30 years, if you're a nonstop student, you're gonna, you're gonna know a lot of stuff by the end of it. And and I'm just hoping to hand some of that off. And hey, I don't have all the answers, but the reason that I am not living in fear or worry is because I know who I am and I know I'm doing what I love and there, and there will be a value for that when we get to that oasis. One of the re another reason why I wanna bring you on here is I, mean, I think you are, you know, as far as a lot of our guests go, you're very well known in the industry. You've written for Teenation for a long time. You have your own successful business. Like you say, you travel and present a lot. and within our audience, I wanted to either remind people of your attitude and your energy right now, because I think it's, it might be some of the best things that people could expose themselves to, or maybe there are a handful of people, a little newer to the industry, they didn't, they, they spent their time on Instagram, learning from a lot of that stuff and started discovering more quality things. And, and maybe they, you haven't shown up on their radar yet. <clears throat> so I'm kind of hoping that those people then turn around and, and go start absorbing the things you're doing. Check out your media, check out videos that you're doing. Your video work is really great because the writing's always solid, but sometimes that energy doesn't come through writing <laughs> yeah. as much as someone who's got a really vibrant uh, presence. Uh, so I hope that people go check out other podcasts you appear on. You have your own podcast. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's called Into the Roar, right? Yep, Into the Roar, which is on my wall right behind me. And, and hey, how if I'm using the word right, apropos for this scenario too, right? Like, holy cow, this, my whole mantra of Into the Roar, which that, my and that's not new, like my podcast is like three or four years old. Uh, that is that this concept of you are going into the challenge, right? Like, so when that roar and that fear is right in your face, you don't turn and run. Like I mentioned today, you can't turn and run. Then it just continues to terrorize you. You got to go into it. You have to face it and embrace those challenges. And that was always my reminder where, hey guys, like when I open the refrigerator, I'll keep saying it. I'm human too. If there was junk in there, I would it'd be hard not to eat. But, but even if it was, I'm going to overcome it because I will embrace that that is not who I want to be or what I want to do. So every day we are all going into the roar, but now way more than ever. Right. And it's, and everybody has that decision, right? Are you going to turn and you're going to run from it or are you going to go into it? Because I promise this, like if you go into the roar or into the storm, it's going to be, have less power over you and it's not going to last as long. Right. Because when we hit the oasis, if everybody turned and ran the whole time and now you emerge less valuable and scared or 
changed forever in a bad way, that's going to carry on too, right? And, uh, and you got to be able to let some of that go. Well, I think it's, it's okay to say that. Like, I think Pete Dupuis was pretty um, vocal when he left is like, listen, these things are happening and the top people in the industry are, are getting better and they're going to be on top of this thing. So it's kind of nice for people that we'll, we'll call them up and comers, but people who are struggling here, like you got to get your shit together because there's a lot of people doing a lot of good things and things are going to be better. And you want to be, you want to be on that roller coaster on the way up. Yeah. Well, and here's another one, Dean and Andrew, and this is big too. Hey guys, and this is, this isn't the like last challenge you're going to have no. either. Um, you know, using as an example, one of the most difficult times in my life, and we don't have enough time to talk about all of them. Guys, I, I am from New Jersey. We lived right outside New York City. I got married in front of the Twin Towers because that was the ultimate symbol of my home. And two and a half weeks later was 9-11. And uh, guys, one of my best friends ever was one of the first people on the scenes. And I, I watched how that had affected him and 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 man like it affected the world and our business and this incredible challenge and what had happened to people and how we have been forever changed from the simple stuff of like you got to take your shoes off and cockpit doors are closed and there's u.s marshal on every plane if you saw somebody suspicious with a bag you'd be all over them to uh like guys just a lack of trust and a fear of terror for the rest of our, you know, 20 years later. So guys, there are, you know, and then there have been stock market challenges. Remember the 2008 and the, 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 how everything crashed and people lost their homes. This is just one of many, like life is, is just a series of challenges that will come crashing on the shores of our lives. You will have injuries. You're, you will lose your health. There will, you know, family, there, there's going to always be challenge. So use this as a time to temper yourself like steel in the heat of this fire and get stronger because there's another one coming, you know, and I don't know, like, so I'm not like, oh, wow, when this is over now, it'll be perfect forever, right? Like that isn't how it works. We, <laughs> this is just one of the next ones that is coming. And this is our fight right now, our world war. And, uh, Hey, there's great, you know, so many movies have been made about all the other ones of all the great things that, and the amazing stories that happened during it. I'm sure we'll have this too. I'm just hoping this inspires people today, maybe to create their story. Something that <clears throat> underlies all that you just said, because you're right, there will be other things. I mean, maybe in our lifetime, this might be the nastiest, let's hope, but it, I like the analogy, well, all these buildings are built to withstand the worst earthquake on record. Well, it wasn't the worst earthquake on record until it happened. Before that, there was a lesser earthquake. So sure, there could always be something that's worse. The tactics, the specific individual tactics, like if we end up wearing masks in gyms for a while, okay, like that doesn't prepare us for future contingencies. It's the attitude, the indomitable will, the behaviors, the actions that you take now. If you can get through this, you're in a, anyone who survives this is probably going to be really well prepared to handle all that mundane routine bullshit that happens. I have any trainer who's a little stressed about the variability of their income. You get through this, that shit won't bother you anymore. And those embedded attitudes are going to be what will get you through the next crisis if and when we deal with it, not the specific tactics. And we can far too easily get caught up in what are those specific little things uh, business tactics? How do we have to set up our business? Do I set up my um, trainers like to get caught up in, oh, we're going to make your income stable because we're going to set up monthly rates for your clients instead of session rate. That's going to create the illusion of, it'll settle the, the unease that the soul has with some of these little instabilities. But that's not going to save you when that client who's on a monthly rate decides, oh, I'm not going to continue with you. So if you instill these attitudes, these behaviors, and it's education, that is your relationships with people, you double down on all those things that are timeless. That's the stuff that's going to get you through this crisis and the next one. Yeah, I love it. Like you couldn't have said it better. So, so guys, yeah, like, cause it is funny. Like I'll get on these other questions and it'll be like, Hey, how will things change? And, and that's when I say, yeah, like maybe we may wear masks. Maybe we stay apart. Maybe we got to have new cleaning procedures. Maybe we're checking people's temperatures. We know all this, but the whole thing is none of that. That'll all be the new compulsory. So like you said, who will you be and how will you run your business? 
because that's what's going to be expected of everybody. So that's not some secret or now that's your edge. And, uh, and again, I'm just hoping that this really taught everybody about that, that the holes that were found in their business were not because they didn't wear masks or they didn't have enough uh, hand sanitizer, right? Like uh, there, there, were, there were already, uh, what do you want to call them, chinks in the battle armor or whatever else, the Achilles heel. That stuff was all there. This stuff just showed it off. And ultimately, uh, a big thing I can say is a person's business and their family and, and their fitness, this is pretty cool, is it's a reflection of those things you talked about. It's a reflection of their discipline and that indomitable will and the ability to push forward and learn from mistakes and to grow. And uh, this is the stuff, I think that it was the heart that was beating this podcast today that we were, that we delivered was like, that is again, still the focus and whether people want to hear it or not, I challenge you then. So if you don't want to hear that and you know, ah, I'm not going to take that serious, then I challenge you, write me back in a handful of months when this is over and let's see how you're doing with the going the other way, right? And uh, if you're not prepared to do it, right, because you're afraid, well, you better be way more afraid of competing against all the people that are doing it, you know, right now. So that's something that also always drives me is I create these competitors in my head that don't even exist that I'm trying to compete against so that, you know, I, I am continuing to push myself forward you know, and better myself more than them, you know, and, and that's, I came to that conclusion a long time ago. I, I started to say, well, who am I competing with? And I'm like, man, there's nobody. Like, it's just this made up specter in my head, but it's what drives me. Right. So I hope everybody, uh, you know, yeah. Like how are you trying to race forward again, using that idea, man, towards the Oasis because it's coming and who are you going to be when you get there? Another thought I had quickly is this weekend coming would have been the weekend that I would have been going to Kansas City for the fitness up. It would have been the fourth year. And it was actually the very first event four years ago that I went to. And, and actually, I, I met uh, some of your people there. I met Luther and Molly. Yeah, they're yeah. They're, they're from there. Uh, they're great people. And, so I'll, and I get to see Luther every year. And so what happened this year? Some of this stuff is nearly on hold, right? Um, I love traveling to these events. I was going to go to Luca's event in October. Who knows? Maybe that'll still happen. I got a feeling that maybe we won't be able to quite get there this year, uh, where I met you again, uh, you know, three and a half years ago. And there was a few others that I wanted to do. I had a tool concert coming up here in <laughs> but I went to Toronto in the fall <clears throat> before they announced the Edmonton one. And I got to go and I had a lunch meeting with John Goodman. And hung out with some of my other friends there, Carolyn McDonald and Louis Guarino, and, and I saw two Tool concerts. So I'm grateful for that, but guess what? There'll be another one, and there will be more events. And in the meantime, I've already settled my soul, and this year was supposed to be a really big, busy year with a lot of cool stuff. I was going to visit Teenage and Headquarters in September and check out a Deftones concert. <laughs> I'm and, seeing the combo always here. It's like, <laughs> well, are you seeing that combo, Dean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like I might not have another concert. I'll just <laughs> that out, but that might not happen. So get, 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 get your hopes up. I know we're talking about hope, but years from now, the concerts on all most likely will be going back to concerts again. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. And we'll get to go to conferences. In the meantime, there's going to be virtual conferences here. Uh, I have to go and talk to Dean Somerset and uh, and John Chung, our partners in. Uh, an event that we are hosting here in Edmonton in September and, you know, haven't made an official decision, but it may be very challenging in September to have a gathering at this point. So we're going to probably explore the idea of doing it virtually. And so I have to talk to each of you. Yes, I've, I've talked to somebody like Jordan side. I've already mentioned to him. We're going to fly him up here. He's down to do it virtually if we end up doing it. And I know Brian Cron will, and I know, well, Somerset's obviously a part of it. So there are ways to look at all these bright sides and all this stuff that I was excited about this year, it's it's just delight, right? It's still coming, and I'm gonna still put a whole bunch of other work into taking good care of my clientele, not not just the people who still stayed on and found a way to work with me, but the people who couldn't, <clears throat> the people who had to, you know, suspend everything because you know their livelihoods were also uh, in jeopardy with this one, and that's at the end of the day, you double down on the people that are directly in front of you, you get to do all these other cool extra things, and. Yeah, this is stressful. This is not a picnic. But, and I'm, I'm sort of careful how I say this. I also am choosing to see the opportunities and the positives within this. 
And I think some people are scared of that because, yeah, there's a lot of people hurting and there's a lot of people who want to live in the negative. But there's nothing wrong with choosing to see a positive outlook in this, choosing to direct your actions positively, and to actually choose to be positive through this. There's no rule that says we have to suffer just because our environment is far from optimal right now. Yeah, well, I would say even the last gift there that I can give today, and I think I've exhausted my Zen stuff, but uh, <laughs> we're bringing something up that's very important. And uh, hey, it would have been easier for me to say too, like, oh man, this was such a big year. I had so many presentations and I was going to all these new countries and my daughter was going to have the big year, which was going to get her that college scholarship. And, and uh, we had all these records planned and more national champions. Guys, guys, but here's the thing. The two types of thinking that are the most dangerous right now for anyone, and again, this goes deep, is to only think about the future or only think about the past. And really the only place that you can do anything about either of those moving through this river of time is to be present right now, right? Like, so right now I've just been zoned in on this, locked in here. And you know what's funny? When I'm zoned in in the moment, then I have no fear of the future and I'm not, and I'm not letting past control me either. So guys, in your workout, in your meals, in your time with your family that you have right now, don't let the future or the past ruin it, right? Like, so, you know, and you said it the right way of, hey, I know this stuff is gonna happen, then let it go. You know, like, I would even challenge you, Andrew, like, don't talk about the next Tool concert, talk about who, what you're gonna be doing right now in this moment, down to like, in every breath, right? And guys, I get it, like, that's the ultimate, like, that's the, that's the, holy grail of Zen that we're all reaching for. And I've been, I, you know, I've, I've seen glimpses of, of it for years, but never really was able to attain it long. But that is also it guys that if anybody's not feeling great, Hey, take some deep breaths, calm it all down, focus down on the right now. And what can I do right in this moment? Right? Cause we can't, there were no guarantees. There were no guarantees. You would have made that concert. There's no guarantee. Hey, maybe this happened. Maybe this happened because you would have been on a plane that would have, that, that that wouldn't have been the right thing to be doing, you know? So like, guys, we can't play that game. You got to play the game of you woke up today and how are you going to make today a masterpiece? Because uh, if you do that in long enough and hard enough, your future will go great when it comes and your past will look really good when you look back in the wake of uh, what you've done. And, and uh, I get that too, that that's tough, but right now that's where we are. And uh, again, uh, you know, the old cliche, right? Like uh, the future hasn't happened yet and the past is gone. And that's why today is a gift. That's why they call it the present, right? So that might be my big finale mic drop of yeah. guys, you got to be right here right now and doing your best with it. Cause that is the only thing that you have control over. If anyone wants to actually take that type of thinking and go a little further with it, I got a feeling that in this library of books you've read, you've probably read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got all his books, and but but what I would say is he came much later, you know what I mean, where, guys, I got, I got over 100 books just on Zen alone, trying to solve that, like that, you know, there's something called a Zen cone where it's like a riddle that you mull over your entire life, and kind of my Zen cone is actually Zen itself and trying to figure it out, because I'm this high powered guys there's a saying about me they say uh, martin rooney has two speeds either a ferocious or asleep and it's kind of like when i'm ferocious i'm trying to find it but when i'm asleep that's when i'm trying to attain it so it's like <laughs> so yeah if people hear me speak uh they may not hear a a deep guy right they might hear a high energy tony robin-esque kind of theme but uh but yeah i'm always trying to dig you know, just way down there to try to solve the big mysteries. And, and, and those books, they're the hardest ones in my library to understand. You want to like reading about like exercise, that one's easy, right? Like reading about the depths of your spirit, mind, body, and how they all unify into that moment. That one's tough. Let's, um, let, I was going to say like, um, I think we, I think we leave people with that, but where, where, where do people find you? And I guess where, where's the best place to kind of consume what you got and then just put a little plug for your book. Cause I think that'll be helpful. Yeah. Well, uh, best place to find me guys. Hey, social media, like everybody else, I am the Martin Rooney on Instagram and I'm always putting, here's what I would challenge you. Don't just look at the cool picture, read the stuff that I write too. Cause there's some deep stuff that goes with it. 
uh, Facebook as well. Uh, hey, LinkedIn, I'm on there too, but I have two websites, trainingforwarriors.com. You can learn more about our company and our system, but then also coachinggreatness.com where uh, that's more like kind of the coaching philosophy and the stuff there. But the new book is called Coach to Coach and all my books, uh, the major ones are available on Amazon. You can check those out. But at this time, Coach to Coach would be the, the ultimate that I could recommend because it's a, I'm telling you, it's a story you'll read in a couple of sittings. So many people have said, then they've reread it again. And these are people that say, I haven't read a book in years. And, and they ripped through it, which was how I wrote it. And I'm telling you, there's so much hidden gold in there. Because, guys, it's a game. I, I, I got a lot of Easter eggs in that, in that book. You got to dig them out. And uh, it'll hit each person in many different ways. So that would be, I think, best way everybody could thank me for my time today is, hey, check that one out because it'll be a gift. Uh, that keeps on giving. So you get it directly uh, from your website. Just curious. So. No, I don't. So, these, so these are with major publishing. Yeah, these are with major publishing houses. So, these are not self-published books. So, I don't. I'd have to buy them for the same price as everybody else. That's how that works when you go with the big ones. So, for everybody listening, when you do a big book, it's about their ability to distribute and their ability to get the book out to the world, which is much harder for a self-published author. So, I knew this wasn't. This was a book that needed to be in the hands everywhere around the world. And for me to be like filling out shipping labels and mailing them, it wouldn't happen. So, so you, can, you give up some concessions uh, when you do that. But, but at the same time, uh, because I've been proven in the industry, I had, I had total control over the process. And I couldn't be happier with not only how the book looks and feels and how it came out, but how now it's even in our troubled time. I mean, right now that Australia and the UK, everybody's getting it now, you know, like it's, it's still shipping and landing where I think I would have, I would have had a, if I yeah. had done that myself, it probably would have been impossible. No, fair enough. I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been great to catch up. Uh, like I said, everybody, uh, you know, I don't take or bringing you on here lightly. You are someone who I found a great deal of inspiration from over the years in my fitness career. And you know, early on, I learned a lot of the fundamentals, like all this high energy that everybody's hearing this coaching stuff, you, you fundamentally are incredibly strong too. So there's a wealth of information in your entire library. And I'll, I'll finish with this thought too. If you're someone who's very early in the stages of their career, even someone like Martin started somewhere and all those things that he's accumulated over his career are an accumulation, a library of things that he put pen to paper uh, figuratively or literally and you know now we have a great opportunity to get started on some of that stuff because you know if you don't start on that road now or work a little further on it there's no chance that someday you'll be on a podcast being talked to with the same kind of reverence I'm speaking to you Martin so I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us uh, good luck at everything and uh, and thanks to all the listeners who continue to be tuning into this special series that we've been doing uh, good luck to you guys now hey my pleasure and the last request for everybody listening, don't just try to understand what we talked about today. Try to write it down and take some kind of action on it because nothing will work until you do, right? I think that's a, the big difference is a great coach takes somebody from knowing to doing. And, uh, and that's what I'm hoping somehow I inspired everybody just a little bit today to, do, to take one step further. Again, using that analogy, closer to the oasis today. And, uh, and, and I promise that would be, uh, that'll be the best way you can thank us for the time we just spent. Shut up and sit down.